Welcome to this week's message from Mountain Park Church. Our mission is to allow God to work in and through us, and we hope that as you listen to today's message, you feel challenged and inspired to give God more room to work in your life this week. How are you this morning? It's good. My name is Herm Platt, if you don't know, and uh, I am Andrew's father. It's usually the other way around. It was Herm Platt, and this is your son, Andrew. Now it's the other way around. And uh, it's been a long time since I have uh, preached from this, this stage, actually the first week in February. And, uh, and I love preaching, but I just was really just committed to allow my son to come in here without me controlling anything and to allow him to use his gifts. I'm sure you've been blessed, right? You really have. Like I told him, I I said, Andrew, I love listening to you. I love your leadership and your passion that you have. And it made it so much easier to do that. Like I said, there wouldn't be anybody, not too many people that I would allow that or to give over that kind of you know, authority in that way. I've been doing this for, for 38 years. It's been a long time, a long journey. And, and it's so amazing today. And, and he's able to have some break. He's in, he's in Calgary where it's bitterly cold and his poor kids can't go out and play and, and, uh, and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, he's gone for a couple of weeks and, and it's so good to have, for him to spend some time with Rochelle's parents there and being grandparents, you know, we have grandkids in British Columbia. We were there in late November for 10 days to spend Christmas there before Christmas. And uh, I understand how, how special it is to have your grandchildren around. And, uh, and so we just want to bless them. I just want to say that I love the word behold. And a count of three, I want to repeat that word behold. One, two, three. Behold. I love that word, behold. I want you to think about it this morning, the one word. Do you know what it actually means to to, uh, stand amazed? It means to stand amazed. And we stand amazed in the presence of God this morning. Don't we have incredible worship here? It's just amazing. It's just amazing. And you know what? It's it's. It's the heart. It's the heart for Jesus. It's the heart for simplicity. It's, it's the heart to, that wants in humility serve the Lord. And that's why it's so amazing, and that's why the word behold means really stand amazed and in awe. And the Bible is full of Stand amazed moments from the crossing of the Red Sea. That's still, for me, one of the most amazing stories, and we're just going to talk a little bit about that this morning. But there's other examples. And even the, another word is wow. There are three different kinds of wows. When people walk into this, the playground down underneath here, the mayors of Niagara Falls, the two of them, and people walk in and they say, wow, 
that's different. That's different. That's... But the next wow is, and some of you have been using that lately with the breakthrough offering, wow, that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. But it's the third wow that I love. This third wow is, wow, I'm overwhelmed. You get that? I'm overwhelmed at what God did. I stand amazed. And I believe that God wants us to, to, to really to be overwhelmed by what he's doing. Very conscious of the fact that we go through so many valleys. And last year, this time, as a pastor, as I said, a number of times I've been here for 17 years, and Andrew was with me for the first seven, eight years. And last year, I've, we, we poured into uh, the lives of new believers. I really believe strong in disciple-making where people come to know Christ and we feed them, God working in them, but also God working through them. And I remember we invested a lot of time in discipling and developing worship leaders and the, the associate pastor that was here for five years and then another worship leader. And in one month, they all felt called to go somewhere else. That was, I was overwhelmed down there. <laughs> Lord, what are you going to do? So last year this time, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen. And I, I, we prayed and fasted and I said, God, you're going to have to provide a way because there is no way. Last Christmas Eve, we had 110 people. That's, a, you know, for our service. Last Sunday, we had 380. Can you believe that? Last year, our budget, we closed to around two, I'll just say the round numbers, around 200,000. And I believe right now, it's, this year is going to be over the 400,000 altogether. Isn't it amazing? It's amazing what God has done. I'm in awe. And also, I just want to say thank you for coming. It's humbling. I'm overwhelmed by your faithfulness, your commitment, your engagement to get involved here at, at this church at Mountain Park. Just overwhelmed with all those volunteers with children and with youth and those in a parking lot coming early to make sure it's shoveled and all those hosts and hostesses and, and all those people involved in speaking, thank you, uh, Alex and Brenda, for preaching the word of God. It's so amazing. I'm in awe of what God has done. Are you? Yes, he has done. We're overwhelmed. We're beholding. And the scripture says in Isaiah 43, 15 to 20, I love this text. Isaiah 43, I've loved it for over the years, and I thought I finally, I haven't preached on this at all. I thought I'd preach on it today. And uh, Isaiah 43, 15, if we can have it on the screen, 15 to 20, it's the New Living Translation. Just love it. I am the Lord, your Holy One. 
how personal God is. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings forth chariot and horse, army and warrior, they lie down. They cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, that's the word. Let's say it together. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I want to leave you five things, five points. And because I'm 60 plus, I need all the notes. Andrew doesn't need the notes, but I do. And um, I just want to share from my heart to your heart things that God is saying in the scriptures through the prophet Isaiah. The first thing God says, I've got it. I've got this. Look at verse 15. It says there in verse 15, I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. What are the things that God is? God is what? Holy. God is the creator. He is the Lord. He's the king. I think covers it. He has all the right to say, I've got it for you. I'm behind you. I'm for you. With me, you can do anything. Do you like that? With me, you can do anything. And God is saying here, you know, and asking the question, what are you believing for? What are you believing for? For your marriage? For your finances? Or for a miracle? Maybe you're believing for a miracle here. Some of you need miracles physically. Don't forget, I'm the Lord. I'm the King. I'm the one who's holy. I still love you even though you're not holy. It's just amazing how God gives us this, 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 really this belief. And the thing that Andrew's been saying all through, I would say his message, I hear it so often, is God is saying, trust me with your life. I heard that so many times and I love it. God is saying, wherever your situation is today, trust me, I got it. I got your back. God is saying, I got your back, each one of you. And that's really important for us in these days. Do you believe in New Year's, New Year's resolutions? Anybody here? Brave enough to put up your hands? Oh, there, yes, there are some here. You already got them? No, no. 
How many of you don't have New, Year, New Year's resolutions down pat yet? Put up your hand. Join the club because I don't necessarily believe in that all of these ministry years of 38 years. What I believe in is making focused, and that's the key word. And actually, Cheryl gave me uh, something for Christmas. She loves, because she knows I love those kind of books to help you being focused, intentional. And I call this, the, you know, instead of New Year's resolution, uh, committed focus for the year. And what Cheryl and I have done is, for example, there's nothing like it for a couple and some of you singles is to read the whole Bible together. And by the way, uh, we've been doing this for years and different translation every year. The Amplified, the Message. This year, Cheryl and I went through the Message. It's so cool as a couple, we, can, we, we, we read separately. We don't read it together. We have a, a devotional book we go through right now through um, Mark Patterson's book, The Whisper. So we, what we do is we're, we're committed to this as a couple. So she reads a little paragraph, and then I pray, and the prayer is focused on the theme of that paragraph. You understand? And, and that's, a, that's a commitment for us to do as individuals. And by the way, I, um, there are some... Bible reading plans out there. By faith, I have over 30. I would love to email you, be connected, you know, cell phone, email. And this is a Bible plan that I like the most, personally, because we all have different plans. version has so many plans. Well, this one is a couple of chapters in the old and a couple of chapters in the new. And it starts from the beginning. I have a simple mind, Genesis and Matthew. So you read both of those. And I've been doing this for years, and it's just amazing what, what God does. So I'd love for you to follow me. Another thing is a focused commitment is to exercise. We're talking about a holistic life. At least 30 minutes a day, five days a week, or you know, three to five days a week. So it's not like New Year's resolutions. It is a committed focused thing. Also, uh, another focused, committed thing is to pick out one word focus for the year. Challenge you to do that. It's interesting what happened this year. I I did this for myself back in January of 2017. My word for this year was generosity. I was going to ask, I was asking God for me to focus on, on being more generous. And also, it really fit in really well with the church. What has happened in the last couple of months is amazing. Irrational generosity that has come from you, God's people. That is overwhelming. That is, for me, causing me to have a wow moment. I'm overwhelmed. I behold God's goodness. So also, the area of eating clean and taking care of myself. I don't know whether you know, but 2009, I had a massive heart attack with an open heart surgery, a six bypass. And even though I was fairly healthy, it happened. And Andrew was here at that point. Still remember how Andrew was forced then to take over this church 
for the four months that I was gone. I remember so well because it was an emergency surgery and I didn't know whether I was going to make it. Cheryl didn't know. Andrew, he was already planning the funeral, my son. And through God's amazing miracle, they did the sixth bypass and everything worked out. I'm, I'm here, right? And this is no exaggeration. The last two or three Sundays, I said, Lord, Lord, after what I witnessed these weeks, Lord, I'm willing, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I've seen so much, Lord. Thank you for sparing my life for my family, my grandchildren. The reason I say this, that, is that I've been committed now to eat clean, to exercise, take care of God's body that he has given me. And that's a commitment. That's a focus. And here in Isaiah 43, the second thing, I love this, and it's so encouraging. The second declaration, God says, I've done it before. I've done it before. Look at verse Verse 16, I'm the Lord your God who opened a way through the waters. That's speaking of, of Pharaoh and them crossing the Red Sea, making a dry path through the sea. Wow, that is amazing. I wish I was there. You wish you were there too? That would have been so amazing. What a miracle of God. And with Israel, they found themselves in, in captivity so many times in and they, they experienced freedom, and then they went back again. And God is saying here to, by, through the prophet Isaiah, guys, I've done it before. I can do it again. And the third point, very quickly here, is God is saying, I'm going to do it again for you, for the Israelites. Trust me, I'm going to do it again and again and again and again. And whatever you're going through this morning, God says, yes, I've got you. But I'm going to do it again. I'm going to help you again. How many of you need a miracle this year? Put up your hand. You've experienced miracles in your life before right? He can do it again. That's the point. He wants to do it again in your life. And God is saying here, just come to me just as you are. You've messed up many times, and as I have. God's going to do another miracle in your life. Can you claim that? God's going to do another miracle in your life this year. The fourth thing is that I just want to carry on here and uh, is, is God is saying, forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. And really, I've had to work on this because we've had a lot of miracles. My daughter had breast cancer and God has healed her today. 
my other daughter has MS and God is touching her and doing amazing things with my heart, Cheryl's heart. We've had a lot of stuff happen. The danger is this, can I just say, is for us to dwell on those past miracles. I don't know about you, but that uh, sort of happens to in my mind. Oh, God, you moved in a powerful way before. God says, forget those former things. Forget them. Listen to me carefully. Those miracles are great in your life. Even what happened financially and whatever at Mountain Park in 2016, 17. It's great. But the significance in my life in your life is always the future. You need to understand that. It's always the future. I cannot just dwell on the former things of God's miracles. I need to look forward to, and God wants to do something incredible. That he wants for us, that's what he means here. Forget the former things, Israel. You know, you've seen me doing amazing miracles. You can't just, I call it, you know, Eat warmed-up biscuits, stuff from the past. I don't like warmed-up biscuits. Do you? I don't like anything warmed up. I want fresh. So I love the biscuits at Red Lobster, fresh. But you, you taste already? I love those fresh biscuits. That I have to go an extra run after that. Those biscuits, I eat too many of those. And God is saying, I want to do, and that's a fifth thing I want to share with you today as we're closing up. God is saying, behold, I will do another new thing. Verse 19, I will do another new thing. And that got me really excited. Lord, after what you did at Mountain Park in my own personal life in 2017, Lord, how can you top that? And he says, Herb, I will top that. And I want you to believe that. Do you believe that? I have faith enough to believe that God has another new thing for your life, for your finances, for your marriage, for your job. God has another new thing. Behold, behold. I love what I'll read it from the, and I'll, this, this, and I'll tee here, for I am about to do something new. And I love what it says. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? Do you not see it? Don't you see it? Can't you see it? The best is yet to what? The best is yet to come. To believe it. To believe it. The best is yet to come in your life, in your marriage, and in finances and so forth. I will do another new thing. Can't you see it? Can you believe it? And I love, as you read through the Bible, you read different passages as I did this. Ezekiel 47, remember recently. I love the picture that Ezekiel has about the temple. Ezekiel 47, you've know, you know it. What I love there, but the rivers flow and the waters flow 
out of the temple. The rivers flow out of the temple and they increase in depth. And I pictured this week Mountain Park, the rivers here, your life flowing. Not only God working in you, but through you flowing out of this place, out of this place, into our communities, into our neighborhoods, whatever the, the water touches, there was healing, there was restoration, there was renewal, sins were forgiven because God was moving out of your heart. And then in Micah 4, it talks about another beautiful picture in Micah 4 about the people, the people just coming in droves to the temple. What a beautiful picture. And we've had people had pictures of that from Mountain Park Church, that droves are coming through those doors into the house. Not only once, not only twice, whatever, three times. But then I love what it's also the picture there, Micah, that people were flowing out. I love this Niagara region. We have just begun. As we allow God to work in us, he will work through you. I'm confident of that. I believe that. Into our neighborhoods, into our streets, into our homes. Because when I run, I run. I hear sometimes screams in homes, angry parents and kids. And I say, Lord, bring healing. And you may use us as a church to bring healing, not just only to the nations, but to our own families, to our own neighborhoods. And that's what I'm believing for. I believe, believe that's the new thing that God's going to do in an amazing way through you this year. He's going to flow through you. And as we come and gather together, God's people, we need to feed God's people. We need to take care of God's people. But then we need to go out and be the hands and feet of Jesus. And this morning, I want us to be in awe and behold. Close your eyes for a second. Just be in awe and stand amazed by Jesus going to the cross for you and for the world. This world is desperate for Jesus. And Jesus did not die in vain. He, he, he died for this world. But I love the fact that on the third day, he rose again. And the Holy Spirit is in us. So I want you to behold Jesus. If he be lifted up, he will draw all people to himself. Do you believe that? And this morning, we just want to we want to stand in awe. We want to behold Jesus as we close the service. We want to recommit our lives to Jesus. And as I say that, there's three areas I'm challenging you to recommit to Jesus. Could you live like him, love like him, and serve like him? Could you serve others like Jesus served? Could you love others as Jesus loved? Could you live your life committed to do that? And so we're going to have communion. I'm going to ask those who are serving this morning 
to come. And we want to, for you to behold on this last day of this year, be amazed. I'm amazed every time I read the story. I'm amazed that Jesus would forgive me, that Jesus would be patient with me. He would give me another chance. God is a God of the second chance. I believe that. Maybe you're a person here this morning and you need a second chance. And Jesus is the one who will give you second chance in your life. We hope that you are challenged and inspired by what you heard today and that you're willing to allow God to work in and through your life in bigger ways this week. We'd love to stay connected with you on social media, facebook.com slash mountainparkchurch and instagram.com slash mountainparkchurch. Finally, if you have a story of how God has been working in and through you, we'd love to hear it. Just email us at mystory@mp.church at and tell us how God has been working in your life lately.